Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. So the uh, uh, there's been a, a survey on the Union Leader, uh, which is New Hampshire's main newspaper, mm-hmm. uh, regarding uh, uh, public opinion on reopening. And it seems to signal a kind of a turn on a dime in favor of, of reopening. Um, it's uh, it, immediately the, one of the options was they, they were the do you want to reopen immediately and then there was all these other options like wait you know or never or it's too dangerous or whatever but anyway immediately is beating all the other options by four to one roughly sure but it's an online poll which is not scientific yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't vote not, in political it, elections but I did click the little button that says immediately on yeah. that one so. well the uh, libertarians yeah. are good about going and voting in online polls I mean remember the uh, the Ron Paul campaign. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of online polls that Ron Paul won because, you know, it's not hard to go and vote in a poll on the Internet. And somebody who's relatively, tech, you know, even minorly technically capable can reset their uh, their IP address if they've got a, you know, non-static IP Internet service. And your typical Internet service does. So even if it's IP tracked, somebody who's got the time and the interest in stacking a poll can easily do that i'm not trying to say this is bad you know this is a bad uh results or anything i'm glad to hear that the poll is winning uh that the best poll selection is winning on the union, union leader side i think just think it's important to point out that this is not scientific all we got to do is wait till may yeah. 31st and then protest again this whole yeah. thing is ridiculous it's an outrageous uh imposition on freedom and I just wonder when we're going to see some business owners um, defy it because I haven't heard. Maybe there are some happen, you know, doing that in New Hampshire. Just we haven't gotten caught in wind of it yet. Have you guys heard of anything out in? Oh, your... I mean, there's plenty of illegal business going on. No, no, no. I mean, somebody like opening their business. Um, like a. Not like, like an it would underground have to be like a storefront. Thing. Yeah, um... like a real store, really open. Like a like a restaurant or something, something where someone's not allowed to legally, by the governor's orders, be open, and they opened anyway. Um, I the head shops were open, and a pawn shop was open. Are you saying they have to be public to. about it? Because, if they're open to the public, then okay. they would be being public about it. Because I have I have you know liberty minded friends on social media who posted that you know they enjoyed a night at a restaurant for the first time in a while. And oh the, really? And the question was like, oh, which restaurant? And they won't say. And they won't say. And it's like, well, just ask the cool kids, right? You know, you can find out, but we're obviously mm-hmm. not going to post it here. Yeah. And make it a, make it publicly. And the snitches known. will then exactly them out. So there mm. are there might be some. I have not gone personally, but they are posting and sharing that they have gone uh, to restaurants in violation of the order. Um, but you know, mm. not trying to draw attention. Interesting to it at the same claims. Time. All right, I'd like to know more about that. There is. There is a uh, a disturbing term that is beginning to enter the public discourse, Hmm. and that is exit strategy. Let's go back to California, where in the city of Vacaville, which, by the way, vaca means cow in in, uh, Spanish, it's ordering a a uh, barbershop that is defying county and state coronavirus restrictions to, quote, cease and desist, according to officials on Friday. The owner of Primo's Barbershop, Juan Desmaris, was served the uh, cease and desist order after Vacaville code enforcement officers asked him to close several times. Said the city. Well, they're just asking. Sure, yeah. You, you just say, say no. no. Yeah. Uh, I don't this, think they asked. 
that's no, how it not. got reported. Yeah, it's always. But I don't that think way. that's how it went down. Yep, that's always how the the news reports. Though, whenever you see government, a story about government forcing somebody to do something, almost always news media reports it as government's asked so and so to do such and such. They requested and he did not yeah. comply. No, they're usually not requests, and that is a question you can always ask if if uh, you know a goon, government goon, is trying to tell you something. You can always say. Are you asking or are you ordering? Just to clarify, in case you're not real sure like how they're saying things to you, just go ahead and ask. Uh, and get them on video, by the way, when, you, when they're confronting you. Now, I don't know if this guy got video, but, uh, a quote, Unfortunately, those efforts have been unsuccessful, and Primo's, which was initially closed, has reopened, said the city in a press release. They said further in the release, quote, As a result, the city has informed Asmaris via a letter delivered by the Vacaville Police Department that if he continues to operate his shop, he could face a variety of legal actions. Oh, no. I'm done, like, hoping that we can fix this. Because if you're just like, well, yeah, of course the government could just, like, order me to be unemployed indefinitely. Permanent pessimist. And I'm okay with that. And celebrating it, actually, I'm like, that's part of the no. problem. That's part of the problem with the COVID situation is the protests don't, uh, the protests lacks public support. Like more, more, more people prefer the lockdown, prefer the government action. According to the polls, according at least, to the polls, the well, scientific pulled, polls, right? Well, and you pulled one up, you know, to to yeah. uh, to pose uh, Dave Ridley's earlier call. It says like, no, no, people like, it. you know, the the poll numbers for the governor's approval ratings, those are going up. Of course, then again, if the polls are calling people on landline telephones, they're more likely to reach the people who are staying home, right? The old so people, like, yeah. So like, I don't know, who are they really talking to on these polls? Now, I've, from what I understand, they do have ways of calling mobile phones, but I don't okay. know how effective. Uh, those are. Or so, if you're at work, maybe you don't answer the phone. Sure. Yeah. So what time are they doing these polls? But yeah. But if everybody know. was just like, yeah, this is, yeah, that's cute. I'm opening right. my business. Right. Then they couldn't do anything about it. That's right. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Unfortunately, most people are afraid. Uh, and of those business owners who might want to open in violation of the rules, they're worried about the public pushback because there are a lot of people who want to stay home. There are a yep. lot of people who are afraid of the coronavirus. You may not get that four-hour line out of your restaurant like that dude in Maine. So we're talking about the California barber shop that is run by a gentleman, uh, Juan Desmaris, who has been targeted by the government and the state for opening his doors when they said, you're not allowed. It's soon to be targeted by ICE with a name like that. Maybe. The uh, cease and desist order says that it, a violation of the orders carries significant criminal penalties, subjecting you to citations and or arrest, unquote. Story from KCRA3 at KCRA.com. Under the California government code, each violation is a misdemeanor that carries a fine of up to $1,000 or six months in county jail. Under California health and safety code, each day of violating the order carries a fine between fifty and a thousand dollars per day or up to ninety days in county jail per day. I mean that as means- far as the fines go, that still might make your business profitable depending on what your business is. But eventually Maybe. it becomes the jail talk. That means they're willing to put people in jail for ninety days to six months for just serving customers. For every day that they're serving customers. Right. And uh, if it were $50 a day, maybe you could cover that. But $1,000 a day? I mean, you know, barbershop? I don't know what kind of money Probably these people pull shop. in. But 
Uh, but either way, it's still – this is one of the other frustrating parts to me. If a business owner opens up and then goes and pays all these fines, he's making it worse. He's he's contributing to the problem. The city of Vacaville appreciates the difficult circumstances small businesses are facing, said the mayor. Uh, or rather, and the mayor and city council and staff are working diligently through the proper channels in an attempt to ease some of the pressures on small businesses. No, they're not. Right. Yeah. What are they supposed to be doing exactly? They just they keep extending the deadline for opening up everywhere. Uh, Desmaris. So again, the business owner talked to KCR three on t- Tuesday about reopening his barbershop despite the stay at home order. He said, "Quote: Be fearful in your own house. For me and my family, clients who are willing to come, we are not going to live in fear. This is about livelihoods. Each of us makes about ten thousand dollars a month in our chair." Unquote. So again, it's one of those things where the uh, other people that work there sort of rent yeah. the chair or whatever. Yep. Primo staff now all wear masks and gloves when seeing clients. They also are only taking customers by appointment, and there's no waiting area. Quote, we're going to stay open regardless of citations, regardless of cease and desist orders. Unquote. That's what Desmara said as of Friday uh, about this situation. He said all of his barbers have young families, and they need to work to support their families. Quote, we're not here to harm anyone, he said. We're here to make people feel good about themselves. Uh, unquote. So, so that's about $400, $500 a day. Roughly. You know, I'm very happy. It's Usually I'm not happy, but I'm happy very pleased because before this year is out, 2020, uh, no question, not maybe, if absolutely positively America, this rotten regime is going to collapse because I'll tell you why. The American people, when they're, uh, when they're meager, measly $1,200 stimulus checks are gobbled up, their unemployment benefits are gobbled up, they have no money. They don't have any hope, no dignity. They uh, they they take away their homes and they can't pay their car payments. Yeah, there'll just be a stimulus uh, round too. America, yeah, hopefully America will take to the streets and there will be a revolution, riot, insurrection, whatever you cause it, call it. And uh, hopefully this horrible, rotten Zionist-occupied government of Zog will be overthrown. And uh, it deserves to be overthrown. Well, every we state deserves rock. to be overthrown. Yeah. Now, what you want to see, though, uh, replace it? Like, what what sort of system or structure or strongman or whatever? What do you uh, you know? What's your ideal circumstance? This is my ideal. This would be my state. ideal <laughs> to have a Nazi clan government. That's close. what I would want. A Nazi clan now, wait, government. Before you. Before you before you, you you say this, let me explain. What's no, a Nazi clan about- versus just plain old Nazis? I would invite both parties to come, both groups to come in. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. So far, he and a woman in Dallas... Uh, that runs a salon called Salon a la Mode in North Dallas. She's the one that had the armed security guards. She right. uh, opened up her business, also received threats, received a $1,000 fine, and is refusing to obey, in this case, a judge's order 
So a man in a robe issued an order to her to say, you you need to close. Because that carries more weight when you're protesting. Well, it, it carries more weight as far as potential penalty, yeah. because when you violate a judge's order, it's considered contempt of court. And the what contempt of court is, and, and Melanie, correct me if I'm wrong on this, because there's different types. There's uh, criminal contempt of court, there's direct criminal contempt and indirect criminal contempt. And so this would be, I believe, indirect is a civil contempt because it's not a criminal case? Well, no, it's it's still it's still a crime, so she still could well, or he still, still a, can go to jail. Right, right. No, I'm not saying he wouldn't go to jail, but like there's different names for different contempts, right? So like there's criminal contempt. Is there a civil contempt? I don't know. About I don't that. think so, but I there might be in California. I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, well, this is Texas, is what I was talking about in this case. But the guy in in Texas or the the lady in Texas that's running the uh, the salon there has been told she must stop. And she has said she will be willing to face arrest, so she's going to continue uh, doing her thing. Now, actually, I should probably check and see if there has been any updates in that case, because it's been a few days since we've we've talked about her. According to the story here, he's either a hero or a villain, according to social media posts. Then they uh, they quote someone, uh, Joe Carr, from her Twitter account, where she says, This Juan Desmaris guy who's defying California orders to keep his barbershop open thinks he's some kind of hero. His eugenics-based argument... What? <laughs> is disgusting and all too common incredible They're killing off poor people incredible I, i'm just imagining like a knockoff comic like supervillain like this is mr barber he <laughs> he has the super evil power of haircuts <laughs> incredible she says how many people could care less about the health and well-being of people more vulnerable than them i've worked the mean streets of oakland and richmond says dismaris because again former cop yep. uh he says i've dealt with a lot scarier guys than keyboard warriors <laughs> <laughs> he says i'm very aware the virus is a scary thing it's been 45 days it's a power grab it's based on fear he said a recent poll from berkeley igs surveying more than 8,000 bay area residents shows 69 percent are concerned about the health effects of ending shelter in place too soon while 30% were more concerned about the economic effects if shelter-in-place ends too late. So it sounds kind of similar to New Hampshire. So, Richie, this lady in Miami, she got a house, she fixed it up, and Put she, it on was, the market. she was going to rent it, but then she changed her mind. And, well, she briefly rented it out okay, and briefly. then decided to sell. And, and so I don't know if this story gets into any detail on how these people ended up inside this home did they get a copy of the key from the previous renter uh was the door just unlocked and they just went on inside or windows did they, are made of glass they did they actually break in right so like what are the details here do you know uh it gets into it a little bit not as specific mm -hmm. as you'd probably like um why, uh, Weisner approached the woman living in the home, but she refused to speak and even called the city of Miami police. The woman, the, the fake tenant, called the police on the owner, right. the okay. squatter, the whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and it'll get into the article. But she's she uh, claims to be paying rent to a landlord of some kind. <laughs> so she she's got this lease from somebody, uh -huh. you know, whatever. Uh, the woman who local ten believes that's the, the where the article's out of believes name is Ederline refused show, to show Guerrero her lease. So she claims she, claims she has to have lease, one, but, but she won't, won't, show it. won't provide it. Okay. I'm stuck with a moratorium that includes squatters, includes fake leases, includes anything, said Guerrero. Uh, she said she's been to the home many times trying to negotiate with the woman to leave, but Enderlin wound up calling the police on her. Wow. Uh, and uh, this is Guerrero again. I was told the, uh, by the police officer in the matter that even if I sit in front of the house in the street, 
I was harassing her, I'm suing her. She has a fake lease with my name. Someone who claims to have my name gave her the lease. Mm. Guerrero said that Jesus. she lost the sale of the home due to the situation, so that fell through. And she's out $10,000 as well. It doesn't say why. Uh, the money of the new owner was in the bank to be transferred to me Friday, but we couldn't do it because the tenant, the fake tenant, refused to leave, Guerrero right. said. New owner doesn't want to buy a house with a squatter in it. Right. Or so, but someone's got, she's paying, allegedly paying money to someone. Ederling claims to be paying rent to a landlord, but again, refused to yeah. share any additional information. Right, who's the fake landlord here? If what she's saying is true. Okay. Yeah, is if there that some was guy? true, you'd be like, no, you're, you're not this person. Screw you. Here's my landlord and here's, here's my, my lease. lease here's, here's the here's landlord. Like, yeah, yeah. No. Well, but if it was true and she is paying rent to some fake landlord, then, you know, that's a pretty sweet gig, right? Like you get to be the that landlord. That has happened before. Yeah. You get to be a landlord to a bunch of people without having any of the responsibilities of actually having to take care of the property. You're just collecting cash or whatever every single month and, you know, run into the bank. And maybe you do, maybe they call you up and be like, this, you know, thing is broken. And you're like, all right, let's just go fix it because they're going to keep paying your rent. But- so when we moved to New Hampshire... Scams like that was definitely on the table. Really? Like, well, because we were moving. I've, had, so. I've responded to ads that got that way really quick, and then I just quit responding. What are you going to get from having Bitcoin Core as far as support or teaching that you're not going to get from having Bitcoin Cash? Again, que- if you have questions, right, the internet is loaded with people who are into Bitcoin Core. All of these things have communities. But I from mean, a user standpoint, the answers are going to be the same. They're going to be very similar. And a lot of these these other coins, and I'm not saying I have a favorite. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I, I use whatever works. Right. And in my opinion, Bitcoin, the original, doesn't work particularly well for being used. Now, if what you're saying is having a larger community is somehow beneficial, I don't know if I agree because all of these other coins that are at least in the top 20, right, like the okay. top top 50 coins or whatever, they all have a dedicated community of people who are, in most cases, more sure. than happy to help a newbie who shows up on a Discord or a, a Reddit or something like that. You know, you show up in the Monero Reddit. And I'm not or, saying don't diversify. I'm saying yeah. when you're first getting in, right, just start small. What mm-hmm. I tell my friends is, don't even look at the other coins yet. Yeah, just get some Bitcoin, get comfortable with that. Right, right. doing the trades. Do like okay, you spend five dollars on a transaction. All right, it's five. It's a five dollar learning curve. Right, who cares? But why? That I care because uh, that's five dollars that you could have spent on eating something. You could have spent that five dollars on anything else. Instead, it's just getting gobbled up by the network fees. Yeah, it's it's going to miners. Steve, you had come up with a few ideas that you wanted to throw uh, past this lady down in Florida, who I don't know if she's listening, but uh, but to anybody that has these this squatter cut issue, cut the water, cut the electricity. Yeah, you said to hire a plumber, send him over there to cut a pipe out of there, or uh, have the electrical company or somebody go in and turn off the breaker. Now, normally somebody else can just go in and turn back on a breaker, so I think you'd have to do something uh, a little more extreme. But uh, in, when this lady tried to show up at her own house, she got the cops called on her, and the cops, it was part of the story that you were reading, uh, Richie, the cops, and I forget what they threatened her underneath, but there was some sort of statute that they brought up saying that uh, they will arrest her for just simply trying to go on her what is her own property. It's basically a harassment. They, they, they said she was harassing the tenant and that they would haul her off to jail and yeah. then jingle the handcuffs. I mean, what do you think about that, Steve? Well, if she's the uh, landlady and she's looking out for her great tenant, 
then maybe she needs to go in there and do some routine maintenance on the electrical panel and the water system and discover these problems that are going to have it have it shut down. Right, but, but she's uh, got th- these are squatters, right? So like right. there's not any yeah. evidence that they actually have a real lease with her. So right. how is she going to to accomplish these goals? I mean, how is she going to give well, notice she's, legally she's, to people who aren't even legally there? Well, she's got proof that she owns the property. Presumably she does. Yes. So, okay, so she uses that proof and says, "Hey, I need to go perform maintenance on my property. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Mm-hmm. So they say. So if somebody actually gets into your property and you let them in there voluntarily, it demands a court action before anything can be done. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just... Uh, I don't think she let them in there voluntarily, though. Well, if she, if, even if they're squatters, you, you to a certain extent, ab- abandon the property so they've established and, and rights that... Uh, in time may become prescriptive right if you don't do some court action or some adverse action to, what about uh, sending in, uh what about waiting till they leave the house and sending a locksmith over uh, you know you uh be locked up for that yourself because you? you can't i know i used to back in the when we hit before we had the real estate crash i used to go and move homeless people out of different things mm-hmm. and i i was i'm kind of a bully you know and I would tell them you need to be out by 12, 12 o'clock, you know, and go in there. They had their stuff set up just like they lived there and owned the place. But uh, they, most, in most cases, left. But uh, maybe you give them a little money or something. Uh, I know my nephew all manages a bunch of property. And when he has some kind of contingency with his tenant and they they are uh, don't have the money, he says, hey, look, I'll give you $200 to move out. In most cases, they That'll go ahead do it. Yeah. What if but, uh, when the, what if when they left, you cha- not only changed the locks, but threw out all their stuff, moved in your furniture, and pre- just pretended like you live there? So when the cops came, and she's like shows up. Her lease papers like, no, we've lived here forever. Look, I have the ownership. <laughs> we've been th- we've been in this yeah, house for two years. What's, I don't know this you lady's talking it. about. She's just crazy. I right. know. I know. One time, some tenant was in a place that I owned, and uh, he got locked up. Right. I was trying to get out, read of him anyway, but he got locked up for seven days. I moved all the stuff out into storage, and then he brought back the cops. I said he has never lived here because he doesn't have a lease, and I think if he wants to pursue anything, it's going to be a civil matter, so he needs to go ahead and go to court. But the problem you run into when you start an action like that, even an eviction uh, action, is you maybe look for your property to get tore up. You know what I mean? Pipes. Oh out. yeah, that's yeah. when these people will start doing some damage if they haven't Back already. Fire. I mean, because you know, renters generally aren't known for be- taking care of things overall. <laughs> but if a squatter is going to be even worse. I mean, they're probably doing who knows what in there. I feel like you guys are my misplaced campfire buddies. All right. Well, here we are. Good to be here with you. Anyway, marshmallows. Um, well, you're the one misplaced. Yeah, I, I, We're all up here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. That's true. That's true. But we've all got green things growing and things going. That's all right, man. But, uh, so what's up? So, um, well, anyway, I've I've been through so many of these things you guys have been talking about as far as these hoorahs. I remember about thirty some years ago, uh, I just had my first baby, and we rented a place, and it turned out that the people had been foreclosed upon and forced out. But uh, unbeknownst, you know, we we rented rented it out, and uh, about three months into it, I got wind of it. They come up to the door, pounding, demanding payment one day, and I just basically told them to go piss up a rope. But 
Hold on. Let me see it's if I'm hard. following this here. You rented a place from people that were foreclosed upon. Who was ba- banging on the door demanding payment? The people that had uh, presented themselves as the true owners. But they weren't. The new owners. The, so you're saying that the old... No, no, the true owners. The true owners. They the they, they were they were pretending this had never happened. They'd never been foreclosed upon. We still got adequate title and yada, yada, Okay, yada. okay. So the people who rented to you didn't actually own the property. So this was, they were, they had owned the property, but they were foreclosed upon. I'm retired from the Washington, D.C. Police Department. I'm 70, almost 72. I'll be 72 this month. In 1972, two cops in New York City were executed by some group. It wasn't the Black Panthers, but the Black Liberation Army or something like that. Their names were Foster and Lori. These guys had gone in the Marine Corps together. They'd gone in the police department together. They got separated for a while, then got back together, and they were walking a beach in a rough neighborhood of, in Manhattan, lower Manhattan somewhere. As they come out of a little diner, and it just snowed, and they turned left as they came out, walked past you guys, these black guys that they passed, and the black guys turned around, shot them both in the back, and they killed them, took their guns, and shot them in the head. And they, I don't believe they ever solved that case. Uh, the reason I knew about it, there was about 120 of us. We took two busloads up for the funeral. And I had just made detectives, so I didn't have to stand in line. They had copter on Fifth Avenue. The black guy from Foster was buried. Our funeral was at St. Patrick's Cathedral. And uh, Lori was funeral was out there on Staten Island somewhere. Richie, uh, so I've got this news from Hawaii. Now, you probably are aware that they have a quarantine. Yes. Uh, voluntary, I think, or self I think they're calling it self-quarantine. They're calling right? it, what I know from, you know, this, I don't know how updated this article is. From what I know, it was like a 14-day That's right. mandatory but voluntary quarantine. Self-quarantine. What does that mean? It's- it means you're supposed, when you get to, when you land, if you're a tourist, you go to your hotel and you stay in your hotel room for 14 days, if you're returning to the island as a resident, you go home and stay stay at home for 14 days. And I think that what they mean by... I don't think they would use the term voluntary. They're just calling it self-quarantine. So if they check on you and you're not in the place where you're supposed to be, I bet you there's some sort of penalty. There could be. And that was my question, right? That was was always my question. How How much enforcement is this getting... And how are they enforcing it? Good question. I presume it's spot and can checks. can you rent a hotel for less than 14 days then? I don't know. That's another good question. So I know they were paying tourists to leave at one point. They were like, they were offering money to get out of there. From the government's own website, okay. uh, hi.hawaii.gov. And I'm not going to read the whole press release here, but this was issued April 24th. Okay. So about a week ago. Uh, Arriving passengers on Trans-Pacific flights will continue to fill out the State of Hawaii Department of Agriculture Declaration form. After landing, they will have their temperature taken. Anyone with a high temperature will receive a medical assessment by paramedics stationed at the airport. So they're going to call your hotel, make sure that you actually have a reservation so you weren't just BSing uh, on that. Processing personnel have phone numbers for every hotel in the state. If the visitor is not staying, I mean, so does Google. Like, so do I. Like, what would happen if I had a mo- if the mobile phone is one that's sticking on me? What happens mm-hmm. if I have like a burner phone? I give them the number, it rings, and then after they verify it, I just 
drop it in the trash? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a good question because I imagine that the form that you're filling out, this legal form that yeah. they're referring to, it may have certain threats on it, right? Like Am I required it, to answer their that call? That may be my concern, yeah. So that's that's what I'm thinking here is that you may be required to answer their phone call or call answer, them back within a certain I don't even answer calls from family members, right? like, let, let alone state officials. Or maybe they will then just force quarantine you. Right, like well, that well, that was always the thing. It's a good, if it's if it's mandatory quarantine, right? How are they going to force it? Are you then quarantined in jail? Well, are um, they, they going to have an officer posted outside your hotel room? Great question. So in uh, the Mariana Islands, they are actually quarantining people in a resort that has been taken over by the government and is being paid for by FEMA. So Vin Armani. So it's a FEMA camp. Yes, Vin Armani, one of our co-hosts, who's now heading up the Friday show here on Free Talk Live, he literally was in a FEMA, FEMA camp with his family on the Mariana Islands, where he has moved to with his family. So they kept him there for 14 days, but it doesn't say in this press release, I did scan through the rest of the press okay. release, we're not going to read the whole thing, uh, but it doesn't say what the penalty is if you don't answer the phone when they call. But I bet you there is one. I bet you if you don't call them back within a certain period of time, you know, that they can do something to you. They should be issuing. They're going to have to start issuing phones at the airport then because what if I don't have a phone? What if I don't want to use Apparently you're going to get the cops will be called on you. What if I don't pay my phone bill? Yeah. The cops are going to be called on you. It says it. What it they, says it in this, right, in this release. The cops, the cops are called, but what's the charge? I don't, they don't say. Maybe they just then go to your hotel room right? and see is if it, you're there. Is it intimidation at that point? Just, oh, the cops are coming. I don't know. And charge me with what? Disorderly conduct. I don't know. I'm not disorderly. I just, I, I'm sorry. Megan. I have to, I've, I've committed the crime of not owning a phone. Yeah. It's crazy. But that's what's happening in Hawaii Seems right like now. it would make more sense to then call the hotel and ring your room. If you're there, but you know, yeah. for right, me, then- I'd be a returning resident. I'd be staying with family. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.